ninth episode of You Never Forget Your First. This is a very special episode. We're joined by a very special person. <laughs> um, I'm Dom. This is Benas. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. This is Sparrow. Morning. And this is Julia. Good evening. Yay. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard the film train. Thank you. Very excited to be here. <laughs> very excited to be here. Um, how's everyone doing? I'm a yeah. bit clammy, we're, actually. I'm quite nervous. We're, <laughs> it's we're, fine. They can't see. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting a bit hot in here. Julia, welcome yes. welcome to the pod. Thanks very much for having me, everyone. <laughs> um, how, how have you found the podcast so far? You've listened to... A few episodes. Fascinating. Big fan. Really? I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a really big fan. I need to catch up. I'm a little bit behind. Mm. I've kind of listened to mm, one. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listened to the first one, but really enthusiastically. Okay. Um, That's great. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I'm um, keen to listen to the rest. Aren't you a bit behind on editing anyway? Um, no, I'm actually <laughs> very ahead. far ahead. I'm so far ahead. I'm editing the episodes that we haven't recorded. <laughs> you're, editing, you're, edit, you're editing this live as we go. Yeah, I'm editing this live. <laughs> and I've just edited that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Julia, mm-hmm. seeing as you're the newest recruit of this episode. Yes. What is your favourite film? Z- uh, I'm glad you said Z- because uh, someone was asking me this yesterday and I realised I actually have three. One Just. of which is this one. Do I do I spoil it and say which No, one? I think you can say what the, what this it's what fine. this is. It's a French film, it's called Jeanne Femme. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other film is a Films. German film. Uh, I know this is Tony Erdman. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a remake. Fantastic. I haven't seen it, but it's gonna be great. It's yeah. brill. And it's a remake, did you say? Uh, it's it's getting a remake. Oh, an American, American, American one. remake. Yeah, American Not one. Not interested. <laughs> Is it called like Tony? I think it's just called <laughs> Tony, 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 Tony Earl. T Dog. T Dog. Tony Earl. Tony Earl. Um, and uh, lastly is Thunder Road, which obviously you guys have. Yeah, big fans of it. Solid fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, never heard of that. No. But yeah. I kind of realised that all of them are just like super awkward uh, coming of age stories where nothing much happens, but people have breakdowns. <laughs> this is a great genre. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It is um, like its own genre. It speaks of, to me. It's getting, it's getting there. It's I its think. own genre of cinema. It's like coming of age, but like when you're 30. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's no longer it's like kind this, of 18 year old. Coming, coming of adult. The second coming of age. coming of age and it just makes me feel calm. Um, yeah, good. that's a great list. Maybe the best list we've had so far. Really? It's very, I mean... Oh, shit, sorry. I have a cheap one to throw in there as well. Yeah, go on. The Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. That is... Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen that for years. Yeah, That's a good like one, completely yeah. diverted that. Fair enough. Yeah. Avatar pre-Avatar. That is the one where he's having a breakdown and he's... The, he's <laughs> yeah. And all, all the Mohicans come over. Yeah, he has <laughs> a nervous he, meltdown. And he, and he helps them. <laughs> cool. I've been watching Chernobyl and I finished it last night and Oof. it's the best thing I've seen in ages. Yeah, film wise or TV or both. Yeah, uh, yeah, TV. But it just every episode feels like a, a mini film. Yeah, well, it has the time for it, and it's it's done really well, isn't it? It's so good. Trying to get Julia to watch it. Have oh, you guys seen why, it? Why why are you having trouble? Um, just like it's, you know. God, apparently she's got a busy job. <laughs> time. She's got, yeah. got a busy job. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody has one of those. <laughs> yeah, um, our partner's not doing enough. Um, yeah, seriously, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just think it's... I mean, we've we've talked about it. Like, yeah. I lo- I've always loved the subject of it. And 
Just like Chernobyl, Russia. yeah, Russia, all that stuff. And uh, I, I just think it's so well done. And Jared Harris, the best actor I've seen in like yeah. months. He's just I amazing. Mean, where have you seen him before, though? I mean, he's been I, in the Crown. Crown, yep. Yeah, well, have not the watched. He's the king. He's a king. He's only, he's only in it for a couple of two or three episodes. Yeah, um, we've got a bit, you're a big Crown fan. Does yeah, he? no, I like it a lot. He's, he's good. <laughs> you love the Crown. Yeah, is, have you seen it? That I've seen like a bit of an episode. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. I really, Look, that's, yeah. even, that's even worse. I've seen a bit of an episode. <laughs> oh. It's like it didn't even last one episode. Much, I, well, I no, can't I'm, talk. I'm in the minority. I know, but I just find it. It's very a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. A bit much. Well, anyway, he's um he's the king who dies quite early on. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. But, um, yeah. But, yeah no, he's, he's good in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one, all you have to say. One fan. <laughs> Fair um, enough. By the way, Chernobyl's the top-rated TV show on IMDb right now. Yeah. Ever. It, it no, went, I, do, went I, do, over. I do want to watch it. Um, I've also been watching uh, Stalker, which oh. is also a Russian film that I lent to Sparrow. Oh, yeah. Sparrow yeah, and yeah. I have this thing because like, Sparrow can't watch a film that's longer than like... An hour. Yeah, he even watched him with him in two parts, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> and Stalker's a three-hour Russian yeah, film. It's a, Stalker, I've... St- I need to watch it. I have to mention that it's in, um, a bit slow. In one bit. It's, slow. it's quite slow. Yeah. What is it? Is it the fact that it's eating into your time? No, or I just, you just, I just lose it's just the a con- just a concentration thing. Like if a film's like an hour and a half, <laughs> I can forget do it. what it's about. But um, I just start. I don't know. Honestly, I, I sit in the cinema seeing a film which might be like two hour, two and a half hours long. Gets to about an hour and forty, and I'm like, yeah, get on with it. Yeah, you like, start I, having. I, that honestly, kind of- like about about an hour forty in, I'm I'm like, that's like your length of movie. Yeah, I'm with you. So any coming of age, you're pretty good with it. In that case, well, I was like quick movies. They are generally a bit shorter, but no, just even like films I really like. If I'm in this, there's just that point where like kind of hour forty, hour fifty. If mm. if I know the film's going to be like three hours, I can feel myself you must getting have a bit. Die during Avengers, it's like three hours. It was, long. I, it was like, it was a struggle <laughs> at points. Um, How's that film? What else has everyone been watching? Um, so a few films. Um, so I watched Booksmart. Um, by Olivia yeah, Wilde. We were just talking about that. Mm. Really, that was really that. good. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Everyone's been saying that's amazing. Outstandingly good, actually. Um, I kind of wanted to see it because Olivia Wilde on Twitter, she just kind of raged that nobody went to see it, so it kind of felt bad. Really? I was like, shit, I need to go see it now. Um, but wow. it was time well spent. It's got a super high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great movie. Um, coming of age, so. Everyone at hey, this fucking table. Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How long is it? Um, one twenty. So spare. Oh, you, you, hey. Where's your magic? Guy? It's one twenty. Yeah. That's, That's perfect. so short. Come of age and that length. It's, I think it's, it's like on. one twenty. So. <laughs> it's my view. I, mean, I give it five stars. I've not even seen it. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Rocket Man. That was uh, another good film. Um, that one a bit maybe too long. I think. Mm. Um, but it's a biopic, and in, in in a way, so you can't you can't. Skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I got drunk and I watched Godzilla, <laughs> the new one, and and a Blumhouse film called Ma. Godzilla, Two probably forgettable movies by the sounds of it. Godzilla's great. I mean, in terms of action, there's a lot of it. You don't know what's going on, but you see like, I don't know, Michael Bay-esque action and you're yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, with Ma, yeah, you can just chill at home on a Saturday and just like watch it if it's on VOD or Jason doing the chill watch. Exactly. Has <laughs> Paris anything recently? Yeah, um, I always forget the director, but The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, yeah. Yargos oh, Lathamos. Same director yeah. as... Uh, What's his name? Yargos, Yargos Lathamos. Yeah, who did uh, The Favourite. Yeah. Um, and, we we, saw, and, that. Oh, we saw that the at the favorite. cinema. Oh, that's also my other favourite film. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, I mean, I'll, that is sort of a... 
the lobster. No. Yeah, the lobster as well. No, it's not no, I want to see. Um, no, I'd like to see the lobster and the favourite now <laughs> after, after seeing it. It's um, no, I liked it. It was interesting. The lobster's got Dunkirk in, isn't it? Or is that killing? Killing's got Dunkirk. Oh, well, what's his, his name? Barry from Dunkirk. I think, yeah, it's, Barry, I think it's Barry McKenzie. Actually, yeah. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, and he was in Chernobyl as well. Yeah, um, and American Animals. Have I you seen that before with Chernobyl? What, sorry, episode four of Chernobyl. Um, I haven't seen episode four. Um, no, Dunkirk's in that as well. He was he was like in a bit of I think the first episode. Yeah, maybe of, like. Sorry, is this just a guy that was in Dunkirk? Yeah, we're just now calling Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah. okay. What's his actual name? Barry McKenzie, I think. Barry yeah. Dunkirk McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but it's um, no, really good. Um, I was saying to Ben us earlier, the um, the the style reminds me of um, Paul Thomas Anderson a little bit in the way it's eerie. Yeah. Or I find, or kind of when I watched it, I found it a bit unsettling. But it, like it was, favorite yeah, it was like, favorites like that. I think it's filmed in a certain. It's put mm. together in a way that makes you feel a bit uneasy. Yeah, I, I thought the Sacred Deer. I mean, in the first half of it, all the actors on purpose as direction just acted very amateurly. Like they said, their lines very contrived. Uh, no, it's Sacred Deer. I haven't oh. seen the favorite. The well, favorite. I found that they yeah. did that in the favorite. You know, the staff in the favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they were, were quite... really bad actors, yeah. but yeah. kind of. Fed into their yeah. <laughs> their roles. Yeah, so Colin Farrell, I felt like for for like the first half of, the, of that film, he just like I don't know, just didn't do his best work. I think, and then he acted normal. Colin, as he should. We saw Colin in um, <laughs> Widows. Yeah, and he plays the. Have you guys seen Widows? He plays the mayor. The mayor. And he's like, I got the, I'm up to my balls and paperwork. I got the DA on my ass. <laughs> I got the DA on my ass. What's going on? He's like the last person you'd think of playing a mayor, though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the mayor. What have you seen recently? Jean Penn. Okay. That's it? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, last I, night. I mean, I, I, that was the least I expected coming in. <laughs> That's a bare minimum. A bare, the absolute bare minimum. Yeah. So this week we're talking about Jeune Femme. Yeah. Which we, we, is, we, <laughs> we. Which is a 2017 film <laughs> which was... Uh, <laughs> is it we or where? I don't know. It's where. Where. That's where. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, like cool people. What? In oh. France, say it like that. Yeah, bon, where? Bon <laughs> Parisians. <laughs> Parisians. 2017 film by Leonore... Serial. Serai. Where? Oh, Jesus. I'm not saying any French in this I episode. Like, <laughs> I feel like maybe you should intro this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's a 2017 <laughs> film by someone called Leonor Serai. So what's the what's the basic the, premise? The basic premise is the synopsis is um, left by Joaquin, an artist with whom she shared her life with for ten years. Paula finds herself wandering the streets of Paris, lonely and fixated. Uh, made for a budget of 1.2 million. I I was just gonna. I don't want to go into this too much, but I just realised it like wasn't that big of a commercial success, which, which no, it was it bombed. Yeah, which was quite interesting. But just looking at it, it's, no, it bombed completely. But a, she's fine. She's she's on her feet. Yeah, I read a really interesting thing, which was like um, American cinema is really obsessed with like the French New Wave, which was like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, and like they haven't kind of moved on. To the, from to that the style latest. to the latest thing and this is like an example of like oh. one of those modern type you know it's like moved away from that style I don't know maybe it, maybe as in the American audience hasn't moved on or just or just American filmmakers and stuff right. like everyone kind of obsesses about this French New Wave and actually um, there's a lot of great movies coming out now that are of a different kind of style and I wonder whether or not that maybe had an impact on Blade the, way, the way it was received outside of France no I don't think so I mean it was it's it was releasing in Cannes. 
um, <coughs> films out of can tend to like go a bit under the radar anyways mm. um, especially European cinema uh, and blame Tarantino for the fucking <laughs> new new wave of yeah. French movies I True. thought it did get picked up like just a year later after oh. can right like just like distributed yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. so and everyone's raving about it so yeah no no I, d- I, d- I, I, I don't think the budget's a reflection mm. the, the, the commercial success is a reflection of how good the film is no but no no I was just surprised I don't know why because it won so high, it highly might, it can might, might still be growing it might be like a sleeper hit it's quite it also it's quite a recent movie like it's only less than two years old two in years screen, two years scheme of things firstly what did everyone th- think i haven't talked to either of you two about what you thought because we just fucking saw it <laughs> we <laughs> sorry just me then <laughs> um i actually want to hear your thoughts on this film before i say anything cause... as in julia's thoughts, thoughts yes <laughs> about why i love it so much well start with you with what did you think and what you kind of like grew on you or whatever okay um so it was the second time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to. You got to edit out lots of stuff because I just don't know how I'm going to explain my thoughts. Um, well, you obviously love this film because it's one of your top three yeah, or top four I... if you include Last of the Mohicans. Um, I think why I love it is because I think well, we've talked about how I guess not much really happens yet they're able to go so deep and touch on so many themes and that to me always feels more impressive when it's like yeah. such a subtle story am i making sense yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sense. um i love it because it's well i haven't seen i'm not a film buff but i've hardly Get ever out. seen <laughs> well, i love that one um <laughs> gags um yeah i haven't seen like a ton of films but this definitely was stood out for me because it was the first time that it's really centered on a female character so much so that all the men are treated in the way that many female characters are often treated in in cinema that's true i think that's fair to say they they pop in you're kind of aware of them you don't really know their backstory you can guess um i mean the main guy that it's all kind of centered around well her struggle comes in in the third act um i not sure, but we can talk about that later. I'm not sure whether he even needed to, but so Sorry. yeah, I guess there was there's that angle of the subtlety of it and it being so deep and like it's been compared to Francis Ha, for example, which I thought was a good film, but um, Greta Gerwig, isn't it? <clears throat> okay. yeah, sorry, yeah. um, yeah, it's been compared to that, but whereas that I found was you could definitely see like a man's angle on that of her being slightly kooky and not really quite understanding and at the time I think everyone was like oh my god it's like a female-led story blah 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 but com- now comparing the two you can really see the differences in the way that the lead was was treated the way her story is really explored it minimizes any of that kooksville stuff that you often see <laughs> like she's eccentric yeah yeah um and she's quite a challenging character but she's not it's not for no reason you can kind yeah. of see what she's yeah. getting towards plus it just is quite faithful to a woman's experience yeah. of uh, a city and the interactions she has with a lot of the men but it never makes her out to be the victim anyway sorry i've just told you yeah, lots yeah, of yeah, it, but no. i just no, no. I those are my yeah. i like the word kooksville as well that's a good, <laughs> that's a good adjective and 
there was an interesting piece of trivia that I don't know if you guys saw that it's an all it was an all female crew, like everyone who worked on the on key the crew. Uh, yeah, uh, heads what? of department and yeah. stuff, but yeah, yeah crucial. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Um, but maybe that that added to the to what you were saying about having that point of view of that female point of view and how yeah. that bled through to every single part of the story. Not just not just the fact that there's a woman directing it and there's a woman acting it, but like I imagine on set the vibe would have been different, mm. and I think that's quite interesting as well. I'm always impressed with films that physically don't have a lot maybe going on, but are able to thread that really fine line between everything and like, it was only until the last 10 minutes I was like piecing things together a little bit mm. I kind of felt even up until then I was like okay this is cool where's this, where's this going and then as that last 15 minutes happened I was like oh yeah. okay yeah. things are starting those, to come together those were crucial she's intense and she, she's unlikable fuck it I'm just mm. gonna say it she's unlikable throughout the whole thing none of her decisions or motives are really they're not really backed by logic but more by instinct mm. So the way she's been treated kind of, kind of, you know, um, inspires that that kookiness or whatever of her. Yeah. Um, then you know, throughout the whole thing, she is she just kind of want. Okay, this film for me when I watched it, and this was the first time watching it. Um, it, in the first I don't know twenty five thirty minutes, um, I thought to myself like, what would a French film look like if you've never seen one? This is it, like a, wo- a woman going through streets of Paris and just being angry about things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this is it. That's pretty much touched on the point. But yeah, it, it delves into deeper like um, themes and stuff, which is cool. And yeah, like like you said, you kind of piece it together at the end, especially when he comes in. Yeah. Uh, so it's her past catching up with mm-hmm. her, literally, because he was omitted throughout the whole film and then he, he chases after her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a point of... Uh, that her past catching up to her and she kind of needs needed her need to confront it uh because i don't know spoilers she, she obviously spoilers! has <laughs> she we has... always do this 20 minutes <laughs> we've ruined some of the film for you most of it if sorry you, if you haven't seen it <laughs> um but the key aspect is her getting pregnant right which feels out of nowhere mm. at the, when, the point when it happens it because it's not never really touched upon she's like oh yeah we we slept together at some photog- photographer's house way back when um, and I thought, uh, when I saw that, I was like, well, okay, so you split. It feels like that story of them sleeping together must have been like a lot long ago. Mm. And she's been like, you know, using uh, using alcohol and all that that stuff. And none, uh, none of the pregnancy stuff ever came up until, once again, until like an hour later into the story, I think it was. So it kind of felt like, okay, that was the push that, needed to kind of get this movie over this hurdle that because okay. it felt like it just felt like her being homeless on the streets of paris wasn't just like going anywhere mm. um and then so that baby thing um motivated her to reach out back to her mother to actually confront her mother and not just like because in the theater she kind of just walks away and that's it and of here hit after she realizes she has she's pregnant she goes to and she kind of just forcefully stays there until she kind of gets so that it's only then that her character really progresses i thought it's really interesting you think that because i (laughs) think totally differently i and i knew that somebody would and somebody has to because then it would just be boring podcast (laughs) i think um yeah no what's it what's your take well i think throughout there's this whole thing of motherhood and so when i read this interview and um 
Leonor Sarai uh, <laughs> uh, says that, like, oh, I guess in the simplest terms, it's from her going from object to subject. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. because the because he he took this famous picture of her, right? The- well, yeah, but then there's like so many layers to that yeah. because at the beginning she even says in the i'm really going to ruin this film but anyway oh, she even says to the to the doctor when she's dumped and he's like oh you've got your freedom and she's like oh yeah fuck, fuck, freed, freedom. fuck freedom and it's just this idea that she wants to be taken care of she starts she's physically hurting herself in order yeah, to yeah, yeah. be nurtured herself and yeah. then there's actual moments subtly i think throughout that there's this kind of theme of motherhood. Like even the beginning, it was really subtly. She looks after the plastic and she puts like yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, in the yeah. proper recycling thing. Yeah, just uh-huh. of this thing of like, I've got it within me to care about something. And then there's the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. she leaves it and then... Which she kind of, yeah, she neglects for yeah. most of the movie, right? She takes to look after it. But and then she gives it to the guy up- that works at the store, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Ooh. then it's kind of swapped in by Ooh, looking man. after this kid who, when she first meets, she is more childlike than the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. And there's kind of a slow balance. I like that line when she, when she then the mum opens the door and she's like, oh, I thought you were 18. Yes. You know, oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's all these kind of things of like, you are a child, you don't understand what yeah. it is to look after something. And then there's just like little moments that shows that she can, or uh, even when she like wraps the bandage of Uzma yeah. and things like that. So, and then it kind of leads up to that pregnancy moment. Now that you mentioned the beginning, the the bit where she says "fuck freedom" or whatever, mm-hmm. she ran away at, at a young age from her mum, right? Yes. So that's her craving for freedom, and then going back to being cared for, and then going back to kind of freedom, I suppose. I don't know her. her her realizing that freedom is good for her, I think that's what what that last kind of shot, you know, mm. when she was leaving the part the apartment. Um, so I guess that was a weird growth. I felt that yeah. she start she starts with you know getting what she's gonna having what she's gonna get at the end, and then going through this weird nurturing kind of process. Yeah, which was I I I thought it was weird, but you know, you, but some I, people dig it. I mm. this is why it's such an interesting film to pull apart because it's done in such a way that it isn't that here's one scene where there's a breakthrough and then mm. one scene where there's tragedy yeah. and then one scene where like something kind of okay happens and they have to learn something like it's as messy as real life is yeah. which is that you know yeah, yeah, yeah things yeah. are good things are bad depending on how you look at a situation like that she's it's, lo- it's imperfect yeah and she's looking at things through a bad lens at the start through, yeah. through, a, through a lens that maybe isn't the right lens to look at things through but through a lot of different scenarios she ends up kind of pushing through and finding this you know clarity i suppose at the end but things aren't still like 100 percent perfect at the end no. but yeah. and it's a credit um to leticia dosh mm. the main actress who i yeah. thought was brilliant oh she's fantastic yeah she, she was great i overall the, the film but i don't know maybe, was i in a bad mood or something that, <laughs> that, that beginning scene where she was complaining i was like Oh, it's get your shit it. together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. It's like telling. Well, I guess that's the point. Yeah. Um, sorry, just you describing this film, and as I was watching it, uh, for no real reason other than it being kind of based on real life in in a way, because that kind of thing does happen. Um, it reminded me of <laughs> JC's film Thunder Road. Yeah, um, which we were just talking about this earlier. Like it, it ha- it's got similarities exactly. to, to Thunder Road. It's stylistically maybe different. I think just 
thinking again about her freedom, nurturing back to freedom, it was the same in JC's, him realizing that parenting is hard, trying to be a good parent, and then just realizing that you need to, you know, it that's what it takes to be a parent. Yeah. So it, it, it did, um, I mean, Jim is... Uh, very influenced by French cinema, anyway. So I'm, I'm sure this was someone who's list anyways. Um, just that, that just on observation. There's more of these stories coming out where there's. I think there's just need for it now because you, you're, you're kind of bombarded with fucking superhero movies. So yeah, and I also it's interesting. There's a parallel between them because I, I don't think JC's character in Thunder Road that is never elaborated on whether he has like a mental health issue or not. <laughs> hmm. But you suspect there's something not quite right there. Yeah. And I don't think this is the same in Jun Femme, but I do, she, there are scenes where she's in the, in the, is it the psychiatric ward or there is something? They try at the to, to, I would agree. I think the first time I saw Jun Femme and that first scene, yeah. I, it grated on me. <laughs> and, but now having watched it again, I've realized that it was, it's so, uh important to be just dropped in the deep end in the middle of her crisis because yeah. you're then completely on a journey with her like i think we've talked about how it's so like handheld and close up with her in the way that it's shot but not even knowing her backstory until much later on i felt that that just engrossed me even though yeah, yeah, at yeah, first yeah. it, it just was goes uncomfortable she cuz she was so uncomfortably close to so many people yeah. that she comes up against yeah, and you yeah. were always kind of on their side, their side. <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she but then isn't i was like oh i love her yeah 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 <laughs> she she she, she, she kind of slyly wins you over yes. throughout the film yeah that was the other thing at the end of it i'm just like oh my god i feel like i've been through but, five years with this woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's only I'm, been I'm, an hour and a yeah, yeah well that's also a thing. it's such a short incredible. such a short film and that they yeah. got across efficiency with the emotional yeah. side of it and you're never you're never uh like i think what you've been saying you're never aware that oh this is the the turning point of the yeah, film yeah you're always just a bit like all right well she's carrying it, a cat now yeah and- it kind of happens without you noticing yes um i suppose it's a testament to Letitia the main actress but I thought it was interesting at least for the first third or two thirds how like whoever whoever she was in the presence of she kind of adopted that identity or that personality to try and yeah, weave yeah, yeah. her way in because obviously a big driver of the film at least for a lot of it is that she's homeless right she's she doesn't have somewhere to go there was um throughout the film as much as there was homelessness um lack of identity i think that, that was uh she spent what mm. 10 years with that uh, javier uh, joaquin. 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 joaquin yeah as the muse yeah um, for 10 yeah. years and then so she she doesn't really have a skill she doesn't have anything to fall back on told her that she could deconstruct an image but that was kind of it the other really interesting journey i think that like helps the whole maturity thing is at the beginning it's image it's superficiality it's what things look like it was i was going to be taken care of Mm. with this really impressive man and then as you notice she kind of completely changes her her principles like i think through meeting usman and just suddenly i loved usman what's the word things that have proper meaning yeah and like there's this little conversation that they have when they first meet even though they have a fight but um he talks about why he loves paris and it just being that it's the only place i can be anonymous oh, yeah. and that, like that's something that she's never wanted she wants to be special seen, and yeah. seen yeah. um and then yeah i just thought at the end it's like 
I don't know, he's telling her that he's taught her something that actually she's Is it useless to her? Yeah, useless, and she's put behind her. What's his name again? Uman? Uzman. Uzman. The interaction they first have when she just, like, insults him... You know when he's he's leaning over the the oh, edge yeah. and she. Why do you wear that suit? So yeah, and and he's like, well, at least I can change it, but your eyes your he- your eye heterochromia colors. eyes like yeah. you can't change. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's damn, <shame>. <laughs> that's the, that's the other thing. Like, about... This guy's my favorite character, and then he comes back in later. Yeah, it was he so is cool. Great. That's the other thing about it. It has got like well, I maybe I've misperceived it, but I did think it has some good comic elements to it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, funny. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. And again, it's a similar thing to um to Thunder Road, as in yeah. serious film, but with some. Comic Dark yeah, yeah. I think my favorite bit was um when she first goes to the uh, the knicker shop and she like storms off saying I think she says I'd rather die than work in your knicker shop. Yeah, like it's yeah. so like over egged. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good. Oh, did you? Um, there was a that scene. I think it's in a metro. Um, that she goes and she uh, was it the image of her that she sees. There was like a poster that she kind of lingers on, oh. and that had. Oh, I missed Just that. Javier's name. Or oh, did Chev- he have Chevy's. a ga- he had a gallery? Was that an invite to his gallery? No, 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 no. Image no. of her could have been. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. She kind of lingers on it. The only reason why I mentioned this is because uh, so that that this whole thing is happening on the right of the frame. On the left of the frame, you would see posters for Batman vs Superman. That was really yeah <laughs> weird. I, 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 something I picked up. Um, well, that means this yes. must have been shot back in like. 2014 yep. or 15 that's what I'm saying because this feel, this movie felt older than it was you know released yeah so may- maybe the production or post-production took a little longer to get yeah I yeah know. I don't know but I just thought some piece of trivia for Batman fans out there yeah I didn't know it was a photo of her that's interesting I wish I'd picked uh, up on that what? I can't confirm this because I just <laughs> we could need the confirm that the picture of Paula wasn't the Paula at the time of the robbery also did, did she, uh, I might have missed something in the beginning, did she break into his house? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> she did. Yeah, yeah. So and then she did. My so favorite she... is when she yeah so she breaks this... in and then she gets the camera yeah, and she's scrolling. looking at the new muse and then yeah. suddenly I have like her big face is just like photobombed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's quite funny. That was um, I. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? She broke into the guy's house. I suppose, in the wake of a ten-year relationship ending. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what throws yeah. you out <laughs> literally onto the streets of Paris. And being told you're a loser. Yeah. Oh, by, <laughs> by Joaquin. Yeah. And then Joaquin's like, all over the floor at the end. <laughs> um, also, was it me or our friends just fucking uptight? What's going on? Because that lady, so the girl that she takes care of, you know, the the one she babysits. The, the kid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She never had like, um, what was it, candy floss or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She was kind very of sheltered. Paint, yeah, yeah, paints a picture. She's never been outside. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, you're the dick now. I <laughs> so the pet, not, not the kid, the mother. The mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kid is not a dick. <laughs> Eat candy floss, you little shit. Um, yeah, I think the director said that she included this kind of difficult character to make sure that it wasn't always kind of the men that were she was having difficult kind of um interactions with and that to prove the point that you know women we don't just all get along because we're we're women but i found it more interesting that this mum had basically had this exact same situation that uh paula had except it just worked out completely differently for her she used to be she had a job a cushy job didn't she She had an all right job then has got divorced from a very successful man from a queen 
Joaquin. Yeah, and so now was just doing dancing and like living her best life. Well, the mum laid into her when she got home and, <laughs> and was like, "What are you doing with my kid at the mall? Yeah. Giving her all that stuff." That scene, um, when uh, when she's fighting, where they're fighting on the banisters. Oh my god! That was like I love that. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was a great scene because like, I think the camera kind of moves around a bit yeah. and then back. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. She just attaches herself to the banister until thought, her mum gives up, and then they make chips. She didn't say anything, and she just kept trying to hug the banister. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. The film came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd just quickly touch this touch on this because that end scene. It's not the end scene. It's, I think it's just pre the end. I think um, so. Where Hakim Hakim. I'm going to butcher these French names, I swear to God. <laughs> Joaquin. Um, Joaquin. Um, Joaquin. He tries Joaquin. to force himself on her, on her. And this film came out in 2017 in Cannes, mm-hmm. right? So you see where I'm going with this, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it was yeah. made pre-me too. Yeah, of then... course. I, I don't know about you, but it's just this was just my take. When, I, when, I, when that started happening, I didn't feel Joaquin was going to was going to do anything. Yeah. I don't know why, I just was like... She there's... came off as, str- as the stronger character that scene. Yeah. That was obviously the most forceful interaction with a man, yeah. but that's why I also loved it, because... Um, sorry, not the forceful interaction. <laughs> not, the, not the attempted <laughs> rape. But, I mean... But... <laughs> the other interactions she has with men when they get all lechy... They always oh, take advantage, guy. and I loved oh, her reaction. Cow, you know, the, the guy who groped her, and she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. And just like, you know, he was like, oh, you have problems, it's tender, or something. Yeah. She was like, go touch yourself. <laughs> um, but she always, even though, and you know, in the club, the guy just starts kissing her. Oh, yeah, you never, you feel like these men are annoying, and you can, yeah. as a woman, you you can relate to that. Yeah. But I love that it doesn't p- portray her as a victim, ever. You're oh. always like, she's in control, which... Yeah. Which I don't Which think was, a lot of films do that. And I think was was even more present at the end when you had everything that in the film that led up to that moment at the end when you were like, she's gonna get up and be like, enough yeah. of this, I can't keep, I can't do this. Like and I just like the this it's really simple and I think people forget this but and going back to um Leonor, the director, but like just the fact that she was standing up and he was on the ground and just that well, that switch of power. It's just s- simple and it works. She says that she's not going to have his baby. Once again, spoilers. Um, so that already kind of takes the power from him because just a few scenes before that, she acted like she was going to go back to him. Um, he gave her like that weird clock that changes t- color and stuff. So he gave her the idea that she might go back to him because she said, yes, she'll go to the gallery and stuff like that. But then in that scene, just before the attempt at rape happens, uh, she says she's not going to have his baby and he's kind of fluxed about it but that already just showed you where this scene is going because she has the power now you know she's decided that she's going to live without him because that the, the the baby was the only thing that yeah, kept the them final tie yeah, yeah. so um so that's what kind of got into my head um in terms of that i knew that nothing's going to happen she's she will just walk away eventually also uh, just going back to the guy on the couch, the, the weird guy on yeah. the couch. What the, the fuck is the line that he says? Oh, don't worry, I'm in the champagne business. Yes, yeah. I was like, so you're gay? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that. Yeah. So why are you groping? Yeah. That's why he threw me off so much. I know. It was ambiguously cast, wasn't he? Yeah. It was like, what's going on here? I might be in the champagne yeah. business. That's what happens when you um, couch surf. I. <laughs> I now I now realise why it was a, a an alarm clock that she was obsessed about. That 
colourful alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a kiddie thing. Yeah, and it, it was like it did a, look like a child's, a child's alarm clock. Yeah, prop thing. Yeah, I was yeah. Just that out. yeah. the last thing of like her, her being this helpless child that yeah. she kept on, and then after that, did she did it throw? Did it show her throwing away or anything like that? Or was it, she just no. kind of took it and that's it? She just took it. It was just him. His last thing of like sort of babying her, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she um, took his cat. Yeah, what happened? No, she then she gave it to uh, Usman. Well, she didn't. Rough. She she kind of asked him to look after it because she didn't want it. She took it because it was a way for the ex to contact her, right? It was a, yeah. it was a yeah, way yeah, that yeah. The, the ex would contact her. But then eventually she was like, "I don't want this cat. Just like I'm going to leave it in this graveyard." And then that, that <laughs> and was then, so then, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Then she gave it to um, Uman, who like had his own stuff going on. But then when yeah, she went true. over to his and it was chilling in the kids' room, it was like, okay, well. Um, yeah. P.S. To your point on the homelessness thing, though it wasn't really ever the thing that she wanted to focus on. I think it was more about loneliness in the city. And that's mm. why you didn't have her come across other people yeah. in a community. Because that um, leads it into a different... Into a different place. Yeah. Whereas it was always about her sort of tricking people and therefore never really forming connections in order to get a place to stay. So, yeah. so you always felt like she was isolated. You felt like for someone who was homeless, she was trying to trick to get... It wasn't as if it was like, I really need a room... Get, give me a room yeah, it was yeah. like i'm your best friend from school that was the weirdest twist. i didn't get that the first time that was the weirdest twist ever thank fuck because i you, was like what sorry the did fuck? you did you see that coming no no i didn't pick that up i was trying to work out why i hadn't picked up on it the first time because she says her name at the beginning yeah. and then suddenly she's being called something yeah, yeah. else but then you don't really what's interesting is you don't trust her as a character for so long you you kind of think maybe she was sarah and she changed her name there was a line uh, that the, i think her name was Ki- Ki- was it kiwi or kiki i don't know um yuki yuki sorry thanks um yeah so she said when when they meet on a metro they're going to a bar or somewhere um she says a line where it says um something on, along the lines of when you were little, you always wanted to leave Leon, and then she, uh, the other yes. girl was like, "What?" <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, that's weird." <laughs> so I I thought that was weird, but then I'm from just... Portugal. What? <laughs> yeah, then yeah. it kind of skips yeah. over it. I've walked past some of my former friends. I would never be like shout on a train like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, yeah, that was. Like... I thought I thought her her um, actions were weird in in, the, in a way. Yeah, she seemed like a sort of fun loving kind of free spirit free spirit and I think that probably was reflected in the fact that she took her in as well like she it wasn't a problem for her Um, just going back to what you uh, the homelessness thing just made made me think some of my favourite films are set in Paris and I found it really interesting what Inception Inception (laughs) before (laughs) before Sunrise Um, no not before Sunrise before Sunset Um, show that city in two very different yeah, yeah, ways yeah, obviously maybe inception's a bit too out of reality literally but especially before sunset it's like the hottest day of the year it's sunny it's romantic in a realistic way i found and obviously like i was thinking about lahane shows the city to be quite violent yeah and a different side of paris which is perhaps why that was so successful and this i felt like I really did feel like if someone went and made a film in, in Paris in 2017, that's what it would look probably like. would look like this. Yeah. Like, mm. and I that sounds quite normal, but I actually thought that was quite refreshing because you always such an iconic city like London or New York or somewhere else that it's always portrayed in a certain way in films. For the most part, if they weren't speaking French, I wouldn't even call it Paris. 
I don't know. It just because it was mm. any alleyway. They never showed any of the it iconic. Was, it was more of a thing of being alone in a city, where yes. it'd be yeah. any city. But she does say Paris, Paris is a c- city Paris. that doesn't like people. Yeah, well, which is apparently, yeah, the director actually moved to Paris from Lyon when she was eighteen, and had she just felt like all the doors were closed to her. Um, yeah. But I do think, yeah, it was kind of more of a, a study on a city and how isolating it can be. Because. It had a lot of those, uh, those close-ups, uh, those close-ups that were up against any alley. You know, nothing. There was no iconic shots of Paris. I didn't really. Yeah, impressive but, to be honest. They had shoot in Paris all those shots to just random Parisians, which I loved, but did feel they did feel quite random. Suddenly, you'd just be focusing in on an old person in Paris <laughs> no. riding a bus. <laughs> I was not? like, okay, cool. Where are we going? And then, and that was over. Do you remember after person. she goes to the club, <laughs> it goes to just like look at a gang of roller skaters who were roller skating oh, yeah, through, the, yeah, yeah. through the night. I've been trying to work that out. I'm like, is it a comment on how lonely people feel and how they're just willing French to people? join a gang, <laughs> no matter what it is, I didn't feel like to a feel gang. a sense of community? Well, there's, that old, there's that other guy on the train who she meets. You know, the guy who who's in the suit, who's sitting in the seat next to Oh, yeah, to yeah, her. talking about... Um, I love that the interaction. Yeah, it's really good. That's was, so great. That's the quite first link, time. Quite linkery, I felt that. It was, tiny, that and it just felt bit. like what the f- what, again? What the fuck? Yeah. No, but it's the first interaction that she has that she hasn't uh, tricked them. They haven't been a paid professional <laughs> to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they haven't been mean to her. You know, Usman even was they and the B and B owner. They insulted her looks, and they weren't. You know, they, wasn't she quite honest with him as well? She said she, something, and she said, "My mother used to always say that." And yeah. then he said something, and she was like, "Oh, she didn't. She just." Oh quoted yeah, yeah. It. So like, he starts, was yeah. I loved it. He starts the conversation with her, and then you think it's going the same way that any other conversation is going to go. That either he's hitting on her, then she does what she always does and opens up far too much, yeah. and there's this awkward pause, and you just think, "Oh God, it's going the same way." And it's no, he's thinking about something to say back to her. And it's the first time that Paris as a city has like opened itself up yeah. to her, which I thought was lovely. On the metro of all places. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Sorry, you just said like she opens up way more than she should. There's a scene where she opens the door naked. So there's Yeah, I, didn't get, I didn't get that. I found that. Really like, as, it was oh, it was bit, quite funny. The guy was if, it the guy that owned the ho- motel hotel stop, thing? Stop, yeah, yeah, he's it, just like stop hoarding yeah, your yeah. cats in here. And she's like, I'm cooking them. I love yeah, I loved it. It was like clean up. Just like no, it was like, <laughs> like old man yeah. yelling in the cloud. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The first time Weird. I saw that, I just thought, oh, I just it put me off her even more. Yeah, but yeah. now it's meant to be a bit visually off-putting. Yeah, like, she is like she's all soapy and weird and eating and yeah. being a bit gross. <laughs> but um, he says something to her. He says he calls her disgusting, and she then turns and you see how much that's hurt uh, her. And I've now realised that maybe that was the whole point of like. It's her challenge. No, the whole point was him just trying to clean the room up. No, she was cooking the cats. (laughs) Getting the fucking cat. There's a deleted scene where the cat's in the pan. She's like, meow. (laughs) Take this, Joaquin. One thing I never really um, realised about cities until a couple of years ago, they um, had a a mate in Cornwall who was from London and... um, he didn't like Cornwall was quite quiet, and everyone like knows everyone. You can't walk down the street without recognizing mm. someone. And he said, "I really miss the um, the anonymity of London." And oh. this and this kind of and it, but it makes sense because um because if you're somewhere where you you can't walk down the street without recognizing someone, and you've come from somewhere like Paris or London, yeah. where a lot you can go anywhere, and there's just so many people you can kind of hide if you want to. Yeah, but I yeah. suppose that fed into the way that she could assume different identities was that people. I mean, when, when, when there's two, it can be it can be good and bad. Being anonymous can be good if you want it. 
Yeah. But at the same time, you can get lost if you're trying to. I think yeah. worse to be seen. So, you know, being this anonymous person in this massive city, while you have this, you're, you're yearning to be seen by everyone and be noticed in a room. Because yeah. she says that to mm-hmm. to the nurse. She's like, oh, anyone would uh, remember you if you walked past them. They would nobody oh, remember yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So she, there was definitely this w- serious want to be like seen by everyone. Definitely, definitely at the beginning. And then Paris kind is, of- wrong, is the wrong place to be for you. <laughs> get out um yeah and then it's get that midway point where he where he talks about how anonymity is exactly what he wants but obviously he's comes from a completely so different socioeconomic background yeah. and she's probably from well she's had a very privileged life so yeah it's yeah. just their different attitudes to yeah. to being lost Pro, in pros city. and cons in a city like yeah. Paris maybe I'm about to be completely corrected by three other people but I, I thought it was interesting how a lot of things were quite unexplained the thing with her mum was also not fully explained I was about I, to ask I, what the fuck was that yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like it was quite nice in the same way that the very first scene you're just, you're just like thrown into this shouting and arguing it makes it more of a realistic snapshot yeah. like it's like this is what like this is what oh, it's like yeah, and it doesn't yeah. give you all the answers like yeah. nicely wrapped there Maybe. was never really anything elaborated on her on her mum yeah which I thought was a bit was one of the shortcomings for me um, not the fact that it has to be explained to the fucking T but it's just you know give enough context that you could maybe um, make up your, your own mind what could have happened um, and with that, it just it was it felt so open ended that you know her need to be loved by someone and then not to go home. It's just a bit unjustified. It, so she, you know, she needs she wants to be cared for, but she doesn't she doesn't want to go home because something happened with her mum. I don't know what. So yeah. it just felt yeah. a bit unjustified. Like there's a person that might care for you. I'd agree. It, it's the last kind of uh, pillar for her to kind of reconcile. Yeah. Even though uh, she knows, she approaches it with caution because she knows that her mum doesn't like her or <laughs> what well, happened. Yeah, it was, it was She keeps really trying to get in her house and they just like <laughs> wrestle, <laughs> wrestle on the street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing, the only thing that I can kind of take from it is that, and with so many mother-daughter relationships, is that they're exactly the same. And if you imagine growing up with Paula as your mum, who's super eccentric, and the dad we know has died. Um, I didn't take that. Yeah, so when you... She mentions it she, after... Yeah, very briefly that she's like... Yeah, it's left. kind of odd. That, well, the dad has left, but then later on you you find out that he's died and then there's pictures of him in the room yeah. when she goes up. So I'm just maybe assuming that her mother was just really difficult person but i do agree that that's probably the weakest part yeah i mean now that you mentioned the dad in my head the picture that i put together is as soon as as soon as he dies um so the relationship is fragile and she decides to leave because she wants this fucking weird i don't know paris lifestyle um and so she feels maybe betrayed i don't know Oh, but she goes all the way to Mexico. She follows. Oh, yeah, she follows Mexico the thing. professor. Yeah. So she's gone. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Who's with She's gone. Yeah. So she's yeah. left her mum yeah. for this guy who's promising her the special treatment, yeah. um, and probably older. So kind of like that father figure yeah, thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because so, he's yeah, yeah. like fifty or something like that. She's, yeah. Yeah. He's old. Rolling roll the floor. He, he old. He old. <laughs> <laughs> he old as hell. So she's got. Yeah. Uh, she's got 
basically, let's say, David Bowie eyes, right? Heterochrome, yeah. Yeah. Which is two different colored eyes. With that kind of, with those eyes, um, she's still not being noticed, which is interesting. Because, I mean, I would yeah. I would definitely notice a person with two different uh, set of... One blue color. and one kind of, I don't know, like, ready a little bit. I don't know very, very Bowie-esque, because yeah. she has red hair as well. It's a great. It's, well, it's a great. Is, it's actually a great observation. Yeah, she's quite visually like striking. Uh, striking, yeah. Yeah. I I would put that to why the the old friend, the ex, well, the fake old Yuki. friend, yeah, yeah. approaches yeah. her. Um, but other than that, I would have said that the fact that she looks different is the reason why she is more isolated, and that's maybe the, yeah, interesting. But, interesting. Um, I don't know about you. I felt like in every frame. The act, the actress or actor, uh, she looks really different in every photo and in every frame. I felt sometimes she just looked terrible, so haggard and tired <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, awful. So true. And then yeah. the next frame, she looked absolutely radiant, and I just thought that really added to yeah. this sense of la- like there was a lack of identity. She could be uh, from one day to the next. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you if you looked at, if you charted the journey over the whole film, she probably looked more haggard at the start, and yeah. then as she went on and kind of yeah, start looking into yeah looking after Lila, she looked better. But then when bad things happened, she kind of she went back, went back way, into yeah. it. Yeah. So sorry, just gonna finish up on those two lines. Um, the line you said about the scars. Oh, um, how'd you get your scar? How'd you get? Ah, oh, you fell from the sky. I fell from the sky, and then she says to uh, the same thing to uh, what happened here. How'd you get that scar to the the watchman? I forget his name U- again. Uman. Uman. Yeah, and he says, um, "I didn't ask you what happened here." So oh, it's, yeah. a diff- it's a complete juxtaposition of how those two people interacted with one another. Because yeah. she's kind of grown to be more approachable to people, and just—I mean, she's always approachable in a wrong way, <laughs> in a very wrong way. Yeah. But now she's tr- she's tr- trying to get like um, a much more maybe uh, some sort of uh, relationship, a bond going with this guy, and he just yeah. completely just kind of just <laughs> lays another burden on <laughs> her. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to work out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And um, then he just falls asleep on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's true. <laughs> I like I, re- I liked that though. I thought that was great. That, that was, was whether or not that was in the script or it was it was directing. I thought it was. I thought you were well, yeah. just like narcoleptic, yeah, no. <laughs> actor. <laughs> he wakes up and just burns her again, and they go to sleep. <laughs> great direction for a character. He <laughs> <laughs> was going to sleep in all the crucial points of this film. Uh-huh. Um, um, what did you think of the scene with the doctor? Which one? The nurse. The, the nurse at the end, nurse or doctor at the end with the, yeah. the pregnancy. I um, loved that. That was a really There was a really nice moment. line between Paula and <laughs> she her. She said, "If I feel like if we carried on talking, yeah, yeah. then says, we'd get to... You'd open up to me as well. Yeah. 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 Which was great. That I was, thought it was such a great felt... reversal of roles because yeah. doctors are usually like, what's wrong? And you're like, well, I've got this pain. They're like, well, you're fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah. You could feel that she, the doctor had a lot of crap going on as well, which I thought was just a nice kind of... Uh, element to it but yeah that being near the end of like she's becoming more and more motherly so her mum acts as irresponsible as, as Paula does um, so she kind of walks past her in the theatre um, yeah. just kind of like no words and then <laughs> at home she kind of kicks her ass straight away <laughs> <laughs> she just lunges for her doesn't she yeah she's she was yeah she was and also we, we work out that she's a liar as well because yeah, she yeah, said yeah. that she has a job, a job and she just came <laughs> home to sit on a chair <laughs> yeah. in Norway. And <laughs> yeah, nice job, so, mate. Yeah, it's so weird. And but so, you're right. What you said earlier about like the um, the daughter repeating the same mistakes as the mother. Yeah. Like taking those kind of 
traits. Well, you say that, but... I've got a job, but I'm going to sit on this chair for four hours in my living room. <laughs> and not invite you round. <laughs> and then when you come round, make fries with you, but wrestle you. Make any... Oh, so... First we wrestle. <laughs> you make, yeah. make in that sense. scene, uh, Paula... Sorry, Paula... Um, so Paula's still pregnant there. And that's when she comes, mm. talk to her mom. And she has this line where she says, oh, did you have him because you were bored? And... The mother yeah, says something along the lines, no, of course not, or something like that. She says, of course I didn't mean that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and after that, she goes to Joaquin. Um, Joaquin, yeah. And then she decides that she's not going to have this baby. because So she's taken, like, stock of her life in a, in a much bigger way than her mum did. And she, so as to not have this kind of weird relationship with her daughter, she's kind of like, you know what? I'm not ready for one. Even though at the nurse's office, she was like, you know what? It's not. It's not like I'm not expecting it. And it's not going to be loved. It's here. I'm going to love it. Mm. It's fine. But yeah. as soon as she kind of goes to speak with her mom, she changes her mind. Yeah, just small nuances throughout the film that kind of paint the picture in a much bigger light. It's a really yeah. subtle film, actually. Yeah. The more we talk about it, and the more... And because... <clears throat> Sorry, I got such a bad throat. Um, <laughs> um, just beer on a table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think if it had ended with her decision to have that baby, i feel really bad, but I think I would have been like yeah okay she got to the level of maturity and i know that's so no. misguided but i was almost kind of all right fine and then obviously when she says that she's not i'm like of course that's the right decision yeah, you yeah. finally I think, matured yeah. but it's that if it ended on that i think the film and her story would would feel cheap and cheated mm. in a way because it's like well that's I don't. I don't want to say that's an easy, easy decision to make to have the baby because, of, of course, it's not. Yeah. But it's a much more mature uh, decision to to Take be like stock of where you yeah, are. Yeah. And be like, yeah. you know what? I'm not actually ready. I'm only 31. I really um, liked that how she kind of chose discomfort at the end. Her perception of the world had changed. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was was really interesting. The Definitely. score I thought was quite cool. The music just came in and out. Oof. But the, yeah, I love that jazz. Yeah, the jazz I thought was, you know, I didn't notice it. Sorry. I don't just even think it was meant. To, yeah, I don't think it was meant to be yeah. overpowering, like a big La La Land soundtrack thing. I think it was just meant to be <laughs> just that, highlight her kind of erratic. Yeah, lifestyle. and al- and also the kind of that club scene. The club scene, scene, yeah. I was going to say the events yeah. she goes to. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Those kind of electronic. And and then there was the use of lots of voiceovers, basically, with voicemails from Joaquim and that interview that he does on the radio. Oh, when yeah, he's talking about his fascination with the subject of loneliness and you're just staring at her as he's just uh, pushed her out and made her the most yeah. lonely woman in the world. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought, was... Uh, that was great. There was basically a single camera most of the time. And then yeah. if there was a... It was just say. a two-shot. Lots of setups where it just highlights how lonely and isolated yeah, she is. Yeah, she would be like, like at the, the left party. or the right of the frame. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the stairs on her own, you're looking down. Mm, she I love blended. That shot. She blended in with the stairs because of her hair color. Yeah. And the, the steps were like some pink, of them had red. pink and stuff. It's yeah, so nice. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. As well. um, yeah. A lot of the film was shot quite close up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so back even those, head. even those like yeah. normal wides, <laughs> back of that head, strike even more. <laughs> I think such a so good much ponytail <laughs> action. She is, let's say, the the yeah the protagonist in the story, um, and she's kind of been buried out of out of this frame of her own movie, out of her own story, because the city's kind of like just being too much and overwhelming. I thought um, the use of color also helped that as well. In yeah, a way great, that, great colors actually. Um, the the fact the fact that she was so bright in every frame was yeah. was good. But then there were a lot of blues used, a lot of cold colors. Yeah, um, didn't notice that. <laughs> No. Yeah, but I I, no. I I sometimes don't think you subconsciously yeah. take in I love those. Not, not you. Mm. But <laughs> me. That is my one failing. Um, 
A lot of but, those were used in the in the city streets, like alleyways, and and the party, the party, the party yeah, yeah, the party so, scenes, yeah, the way that yeah, all yeah. the bodies were just kind of yeah. merged it's like in. zombies as yeah. well, the way they moved. Um, so great, and and, and well. just some blue used to show that like coldness mm-hmm. that yeah and, yeah, and also just the I suppose one scene she was kind of okay, and then the next Sunday it was bad, and then the next yeah. it was. I think I'm really clever for for also noticing this that at the start it's like the back of her head as she's banging her head against the door. I thought it was and a great opening. Yeah. And it's, it's front on, front, and she's yeah. looking out of a window, and the lights coming on her. I was yeah. like, oh, that's lovely. Um, I was just wondering at the end, does she stay in Paris or does she go back to country? Back to Leon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki's like, what Maybe. are you doing here? She's <laughs> like, I'm wrestling my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Got my mum to wrestle. <laughs> um, I mean, it oh, just I don't ca- know. I thought she would have stayed. He kept alluding to the fact that she's, she wants to stay in the city, but she hates the city. She wants as much as she wants to stay here, yeah. and then towards throughout all of this growth, that she she learns that it's the kind of it's it's more about the relationships that she has that are the most important, not the like you said, not like the materialistic or the the big house that she kept referring to that how. Joaquin, Joaquin. Well, fuck, uh, Joaquin has because she was yeah. I remember in the scene she was like, oh, the house was massive, blah blah. But towards the end, she just didn't give a shit about any of that. She lived in a in a maze room. Yeah, right. Very so, cramped room mm, that exactly. she, she said herself. So it's absolutely a, a big opposite of what she was used to for those ten years. Um, so I, it, I don't know. In my head, I just felt like she kind of not maybe done with Paris, but definitely done with the way she was living. Like she yeah. didn't seem bothered about being in that room anymore. Her need to stand out in a room, it's non-existent anymore because um, she pretty much just blends in. Her jeans are blue, which uh, and the, the most of the color here is green-blue. Yeah. So she blends in with the room. On the very last shot of the film. Yeah, yeah so where I, she's by the window. And the first, obviously the first shot of the film is her banging against uh, her head against a door. And so it's very dark. So she still blends in with that shot. As much mm. as she does in this, but it's it's a much more now it's a different context now. Yeah. So because oh, th- that one was very dark, so it just shows her her state. Whereas this is although it's blue, it's very light. We blend she blends in with each of those scenes and most of those scenes actually, um, but in very different contexts and just in shows her in very different parts of her journey as well. Yeah. Throughout the film, because yeah, I th- I thought just you mentioned in that last scene, I just remember that she actually just kind of blended into it. Yeah, it's, really cool. it's a great last shot. Um, we should it's funny we've spoken so much uh, about the film and I suppose because we don't know too too much about the um, director Leonor she's done two shorts before but sh- this one the camera camera door camera camera door uh, at Cannes which is the um, top prize for it, it's like if you go to the festival with your feature film and there's other people with a feature. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you win best feature. Oh, wow. Which, so it's quite impressive. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's quite a big achievement. You say she made two shorts. One of them was Body, right? Was yeah, which was like 45 minutes yeah. long or something. Is yeah. that a short, though? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why it was cast as a... Uh, well, I mean, Sparrow and I have had this chat. Well, I mean, technically it's over... It's like technically it's over, over, sorry, over 40 yeah, minutes. You haven't spoken in like 20 minutes. Technically. The legal team. Yeah. The, no, no, I think... Because didn't you have a look at as well? It's over 40 minutes makes it a feature or something. No, I, I think it's over... Uh, was um, it 50? It's, no, it's over like 70, isn't it? So it's like an hour and 10 minutes. I think it is... No, I think it's shorter than you'd think. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. a long shot. I know short. BFI kept saying that like um, over 40 is a feature. Okay. But either way... That's Maybe like, it either, was 40... 39 
Maybe. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. a long shot anyway. Yeah. Have you seen Body? I've not seen it. No, it's on no. Vimeo. Uh, you can rent it out on Vimeo. on Vimeo. Um, personally, I'm not very much interested in 40 minute shorts because they're not fucking shorts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you either want to stay for the payoff of an hour and a half film, or you want to yeah. just Tell have like yeah. a two minute, a two a two a two minute hit. Yeah. Um, she got anything else coming up? Um, she is writing. I think she. I the, I read that she was helping she was the director. The, the cinematographer, the cinematographer of Jean Femme on yeah. their yeah, directorial yeah, yeah. debut. I read that as well. Um, and the actress has a dance company, or she's is it in a, a theatre company. Crazy play where she gets yeah, naked yeah, and yeah, tries yeah. to have sex with a horse once again. And I'm <laughs> so like, what the fuck again? Similar to her character Paula. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wasn't actually acting. <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's like, I someone just, got... just someone just followed her around Paris with a camera. Outside <laughs> <laughs> um, of that, I don't think anyone knows much more about. These two. What she was do, right? pregnant with her s- first when she made it. When she directed it, I thought that was oh, an really? amazing yeah. fact. A lot of directorial debuts, yeah, they can feel a bit rough around the edges, but that's kind of the charm of them. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this person's trying to find their footing. I actually felt with this, like the directing was very assured. They they shot it in a month. Is that uh, yeah. impressive or is that Imp- normal? With the baby, anything's impressive. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, she wins extra. Yeah, no. Extra points. Well, I was going to st- actually on that. The the budget is one point two million. Yeah. I'm surprised. Which Spend I'm in a month. Quite, I'm quite surprised at that. Paris is. Is Paris expensive to film in? Um, I don't. Know. This is another Guy Madeline situation. Yeah, it's like where what? did Chazelle spend the cash? Because <laughs> it's not in the movie. <laughs> Jazz boss. Think... Is, was it the cat? It looked pretty premium. <laughs> the cat did I, look. Honestly, I think it was the stunt doubles for the rest of the scene. <laughs> if they fall down the stairs, the insurance policy is going to go through the roof. <laughs> Sorry again, but throwing it back to JC's JC's Thunder Road. I mean, that was shot on two hundred grand. Dollar bills. That's right. a fifth oh, of the. Wow, that's, that a, really that's that's a sixth of the budget. Yeah, it. and it made over what ha, what. Um, well, that's beside the point, I suppose. This no, it's relative when you speak in terms of money making and money spending. If, if they if, spent two hundred thousand on this, they would have made a hundred. Of course, and now it, and then it would seem a, a commercial and uh, critical success. Yeah. So now this this kind of take these takings of three hundred and eight hundred thousand um, just seems seem underwhelming but imagine they spent 200 grand on this what's also really interesting is Thunder Road made most of its money back by playing in cinemas in France because they realised that French France films. French people liked laughing at Americans uh, like <laughs> failing and just felt like I had the same sensibility interesting yeah. just found sure. their audience it's not great. sure why not well I think that we've Gone to town on on Jin Femme. Yeah, Thanks which for is also it. also our very first foreign film as well. Sorry, did I miss uh, a beat where you guys said what Jean Femme means? Young woman. <sighs> but it's got another name, hasn't it? It's also called yes, Montparnasse Mont- Bienvenue, which I think is a it's a district of Paris. Right. And it says right. welcome to that district, um, which I think probably feeds in to yeah. the kind of. Interesting. Paris lonely vibe. Yeah, yeah. That was coming through. Your film just sounds sounds nice. Oh, I did find I did actually find one quote from a reviewer, which I maybe is a really good thing to end on. <laughs> is it more commode? It's not commode, and it's not Roger Ebert. Don't worry. It just said uh, she makes no, t- um, as in Leonor, the director. She makes no attempt to give Paula grand social significance or a clear moral position. All that can be said about her identity is in the French title. She is a young woman. 
She is a young woman. And it's about a young woman. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Everything that we said is in the title. She wrestles people. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, cool. So I think we should move on to game, game, game time. time. Uh, yeah. Game time. It's the best bit. The only reason why, I st- why I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go first. Mm-hmm. Do it. So the quote is, escape or die frying. Oh, so actually, before we before we start, oh, is it the sausage party? Before we start, <laughs> who dare quote? Who dare quote? Is this game where we say quotes from movie posters, and everyone else has to figure out what the quotes are in case they're in you? Not to be that. confused with previous quote. Blo- Gloat is yeah. now a dead title because <laughs> someone here decided to kill it. I will not be naming which Jun Femme that was. Uh, (laughs) Well done. Escape or Die Frying is my quote. What movie is it from? uh, Chicken Run. My God, it's Chicken Run. How How did you get that? How did you get that? The man's a god. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Wow. I'm sure I read it like years ago somewhere. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Nice. Okay. Wow. Okay, who wants to go next? Kids. I can't. There's a a, two, two for mine. You got two. You got two. Oh, okay. <laughs> two, two, yeah, no, okay. that gives you two chances. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. So one of them is the maximum force of the future. Hmm. Is it time bandits? No. The other. The other quote is. No, no. Let's no. go one one quote at a time. Um. Yeah. That, that's that's. Wait. The is it the one. same movie yeah. that you? Yeah. Same movie. Oh, okay, sorry. It's cool, the same movie. Cool. Different yeah. posters. Yeah. Oh right. I just okay. thought to try and make it's not that straightforward. Is okay. It? Yeah, yeah. So the second quote is. When the gangs take over the highway, remember he's on your side. Warriors. That's a great fucking movie, though. It's good. Say oh, the last quote again. Oh, that, sorry, say them both again. Mad Max? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Wait, which one? I could have won. The first one, the original. Oh, sorry. Oh, Julia. Oh. And then I doubted myself. <laughs> Never doubt on this podcast. That's the very one thing, thing I said I, I would learned. <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. To protect two white divas, they have to become them. Oh my god! White chicks. White chicks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's great. So um, that's great. Mine is. Um, well, you can't get this right, which means that one of us is definitely going to get this one. Do it, Rose. Um, love is in the hair. Love is in the air. Hairspray. The hair. Hair. She, love is in the hair, but not. That's not the movie. That's just a tagline. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Hairspray. No, no, no. Sorry. Pondo. Pondo's question. Trolls? Why tro- I don't know. No, Trolls no. <laughs> in the dungeon. <laughs> no, no. Still no. Ten points to Gryffindor. Harry's excellent. You nerd. Love is in the hair. Yeah. Grease? Keep re- no. That's um, a good shout. Oh. That's an interesting um, is it a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Mm. Okay. I don't think it is. As in, I don't think it Chicken is. Chicken run? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, we're gonna need a clue. Inception. Uh, it was released on, in '98. That's all I'm gonna give you. The rest is the rest will be. She's got to have following. It. No. <laughs> what? '98. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just like a different movie. Um, Wait, we've got to try. '98. Is it? A, is it a chick flick? Like a rom com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Was <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, that just went too high. <laughs> Ten things I hate about you. Nope. Great. Choice. Heath Ledger did have a great set of hair. Yeah. But no. Is it an animated movie? No, no, no. It's a live action movie. 98. Oh. 1998. This reminds me of the Tom. <laughs> oh, 
Oh. <laughs> now you guys got it, yeah? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Independence Day. Yes. No. <laughs> Love is in the hair. <laughs> well, you got to give us another clue. This is, this there are, is... No, the rest will... It's, it's an iconic scene that I'm sure has been spun off. In... Is there a main actor? Yeah, but it'll definitely but it, be a giveaway. Are you sure? Yes. I mean, I'm coming up with nothing. I have nothing. Um, there's a guy that shoots hoops and misses every time. But White men can't jump? No. <laughs> no. Space Jam? Nope. Lovers in the hair. <laughs> Hang be... on, is, is this like... <laughs> is it about a dog or something? Is this like no. guys Beethoven. playing basketball? Two guys. Two guys, one of them have an afro? No. No. <laughs> Doubt it. Please, someone else keep Karen talking. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I've got nothing. Okay, I'm, I've got a feeling I'm just going to have to give it to you guys. Wait, don't give us another clue. I can't. 1998? I mean, I can give you the budget yes! numbers. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, us the, give, us the, give us the actor. The wrestler from Jinpen? <laughs> <laughs> just give us an actor. Yeah, give us an actor. I'll tr- uh, I'm going to look it up. Give um, us the first letter that it starts with. Yeah. T. Tomorrow Never Dies? Tenet? Uh, oh <laughs> no! But token no. known in every episode. Um, what's that? What's Tenet? It's the same thing backwards, isn't it? It has Lee Evans in it. Oh, oh something about Mary. Yes, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a famous hair scene. Yeah, yeah, no. with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super Bensler. And yeah, yeah there's yeah, a scene yeah. where <laughs> those two guys shoot hoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Can't remember Lee Evans in that film. Yeah, probably has a minor role. How did you like get it from Lee yeah. Evans? <laughs> I, I love how you were like you actually got it, and I was like, oh, Fifth Element. <laughs> Oh, Lee Evans, Lee Evans Live Tour, 1998. I, I, didn't actually kn- DVD, yeah. I didn't actually know he was an actor. I thought he was just a comedian. I was just like, what? This is news to me. What? Yeah, he's, been for, he's been an actor for yeah. 20 years. No, I, I, literally, I literally didn't know. I just knew he was a comedian. I, I didn't know he acted. He was in. I don't know. There was some sort of like dormant part of my brain that just got activated by you to make Lee Evans. Lee's like, ah, it is a sweaty suit. Like, if, probably if I said Ben Stiller, you still wouldn't get it. But Lee Evans, <laughs> yes, fucking got it. No. <laughs> Okay, that was great. We're going to move on to Shorts of the Week. Short, Short. of the Week, um, which is called Lorraine Was on the News, and it's directed by Doron May Hagay. And the writer is Cole Escola, who I think she is... Performed it as well. Performed it. Basic oh, really? prem- Yeah, basic premise is the, the camera tracks into a TV whilst um, a woman is interviewed about a fire on the news, and it's the kind of resulting like story that the aimless story that comes out of nowhere from her what did everyone think of this found it funny as fuck um <laughs> but just just like what the fuck <laughs> i think it might have been the best thing i've ever seen <laughs> i loved it so much it's really funny um it's just Very... i don't know i can imagine that they just worked out that this person could do that accent and that character and then just had to build something yeah. around it yeah um, script is I mean there's so many great lines so many good even at the start when it's like I was it just, just uh, moving <laughs> stuff around in my room moving sucks. art and socks and <laughs> when I impression. heard a bird sound <laughs> so I knew it was a, a horse had been killed and I had to deal with it <laughs> I'm gonna have to be the one to deal with it what is, what is uh, tell us about the fire though <laughs> so I got on the phone and that's when you call the police about the fire no, no, no I no, called no. Jerry Spurman <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Pernbrook. Oh, Pernbrook. Pernbrook. 
great reactions from the news reporter himself, uh, himself though as well. He, yeah, the, he was the good. short looks. Uh, yeah, at the the end when he had he, quite a difficult so. role to like add any comedy to that. Yeah, at the I end when he like he pushed the mic towards her again even when she moved away like he just kind of yeah, yeah it. Like, she was obviously just like oh I, I'd, I'd better not have you guys ever seen news reports that are like kind of similar to that what like kind of just like go on a tangent and stuff yeah I swear there's been like a few I'm of, sure there are know, like, ain't nobody got time for that not as extreme as, as that no. not as extreme as that no, yeah. I feel like they I, had like just a brilliant monologue of just this character and then they just had to <laughs> yeah, find yeah. a way of bringing it actually, out but I, I, I went downstairs I, did, I didn't see anyone and I, and I got scared <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up a dagger <laughs> my, <laughs> with a crystal <laughs> my father collected dagger but jewels see dad was mean <laughs> dad, dad, that's the be- dad was mean is the best um line. Dad and, and, and was Jerry mean. never pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, I didn't really understand. Um, you guys might um, the point of it being in that TV screen, that type of TV. It's TV just screen. the fact that the reports do go off on tangents when they interview random people. <laughs> like, yeah, it does happen. Where it's just like, but I think it's but also, it's also meant to, to be, be that old. But it's meant. I think it made it look like it was out like the kind yeah. of yeah, she's out of date. No, just, a bit, just like, like it was set like kind of twenty um, years ago or something. I thought, I thought, but it was definitely like a cut. Like uh, the guy was current. I, I think it, like I it think it was old. just meant to be sub- subject subject. Um, it's her. I thought it was her TV, hence. So she's the older woman, and all people go off on tangents as fuck. <laughs> like I don't know why. You just yeah, lose track of so thought. Perfect. I don't know what, but they just <laughs> yeah. go off on them. Yeah, yeah. I th- I honestly thought this main the great. Obviously, the writing was amazing, but like this just had such a good truth to it, which is like we yeah. we all yeah. know mm-hmm. someone. Pro- probably mm. older like who just starts anyone- talking about anything and what's even better is the context it's in where he's like I need to get an answer because yeah. there's millions of people watching yeah. Like, yeah, 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 and that was when you went upstairs and then Jerry found the fire or you found the fire <laughs> I just uh, loved how it just kept on linking back to her dad yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're yeah, thinking my... this man is a genius yeah. like my dad <laughs> dad could be mean <laughs> nice. Do we know anything anything more about the show itself, like um, budget or anything like that? No, we're just gonna we're yeah, just gonna not, read just the script <laughs> out <laughs> and just gauge the budget. read it out line by line. No, I think that um, there's been a if if uh, if you go on um, door on Max Hage's Vimeo, which is where you can watch this, there are some other. I think there's another film where this character is resurrected in a longer ten minute short. I, I was like reading the comments on stuff and like on this, just loads of people had come to just being like I've, I've literally watched this 12 times <laughs> like it's it's and that's the thing a lot of shorts aren't rewatchable that's you because they're fucking 40 minutes this is two yeah. minutes <laughs> I've watched it three times today it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah and that's only six minutes wasted well wasted arguably spent spent, <laughs> yes. spent learning, learning the line yeah. <laughs> word by word that could be mean <laughs> but Jerry never pushed it <laughs> the introduction of Jerry is just brilliant but Jerry never I just pushed love the things oh, like- so, you, so you called the fire department well I called Jerry Pernbeck Jerry came round and we put on a card of coffee and it could connect thoughts to trees <laughs> to art art uh, no I just love the bit which is like and then I thought a horse has died. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I went downstairs. Nobody was there. And I got scared. I got scared. <laughs> oh, it's so, oh, it's so funny. Sorry, oh. What was the name of that fucking video? I was going to read out some of the comments from the this. The on the news. Uh, someone's just written LMAO. I don't know what this is, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
saying it's quite uh, it's quite British in its humour, and I I kind of agree, but I also it's a bit dry. Do, yeah. In terms. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good that uh, I think it's because the accent straddled it a little bit. No, I wasn't British, but it just posh American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you the woman in the short? <laughs> I'm the red. <laughs> I feel like we should do our own version of it. Um, what is the with podcast? You, with you in the main role. Well, Lorraine. Lorraine. Cool. So yeah, that was Lorraine was on the news by Dora and May Hage. And that's it. That's Jim Femme. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. It was really fun. That's great. You Thanks. can come on whenever you like. <laughs> <laughs> share some of your movie trivia. Share, share some of your movie Awkward trivia. Awkward coming of age films. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where nothing need... actually <laughs> happens. We're, we're here for it. <laughs> <We're>, yeah, <laughs> Mumble we're, we're. So uh, I think the next film that we're going to be doing is Toy Story. To Infinity. Good. To Infinity. Um, yeah, there's a fourth one coming out now. So There is great. a fourth one coming out. Yeah, Great timing, actually. Was it coming out this year? June 21st. Oh, wow. Or is it July 21st? One of those. Mm. Okay. If it's June 21st, it's very soon. I can look that if up. you didn't know the date. Yeah, it's my sort of length. 75 minutes. Is it? Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> is it really that short? Oh, yeah. 75? That's I think, basically I think maybe, short. Maybe, maybe 78. It's it's quite short. That's going into body territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a second to get that. Um, <laughs> no. Dude, what? It's... Um, Six, anyway, six. find this out on the next episode. Um, Nin- 90 minutes, sorry. 90. Ma- my maps. Okay, I'm going to narrate go, what's going on. Completely ben missed. is trying to find on, how on, long on, Toy Story is. <laughs> it keeps giving me Toy Story 4 even though it's have This is literally if Lorraine did a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I've tried to find Toy Story. And, <laughs> and, and then, then I thought, I'm going to have oh, to yeah, deal it, with 81, 81, 81. 81. Okay, 81. Well, confirmed. And then I thought it was 90 minutes, but my friend Luke said that it might have been 100 minutes. And then Jerry Bookhammer. And then, was that when you watched Toy Story? <laughs> <laughs> I better not. <laughs> Uh, that was okay. Toy Story. So uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Benas. See ya. <clears throat> goodbye from Sparrow. Bye bye. Goodbye from the jeune femme herself. Au revoir. Oui. Au revoir. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>